Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas, not once but twice this morning. Once at 8, another one at 9. Get you out of here for a few days. Put you up in a hotel. Back-to-back nights of killer shows for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your first keyword happens at 8 o'clock. 7.30, we'll send you to a... Uh, well, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That's going to be at, at uh, well, the Canton Civic Center, and that will be on September the 15th, I believe that is. Fantone and I will be on site hosting the, uh, the cosplay contest, helping uh, them judge and host that. And I asked yesterday, and I'm going to ask every day until I get it, I want to see a couple of mercies from the video game uh, Overwatch. That would make me very, very happy. Uh, any female uh, listeners out there of the Sansbury Show, you want to show up a little cosplay? I, uh, your boy might like that one. I may. Uh, I, I would be appreciative of that. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. New Everlast, new Cole Swindell, new Disturbed, all brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there in Northfield Park. Pretty much uh, excited about this because... <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard it yet, but the country song is Cole Swindell, who I think is a talented kid. Um, I do understand he's got one of those voices that kind of grinds on some non-country fans. He does have a little bit more of that little whiny, a little less gravelly voice. I understand you know, people getting turned off by that, but the title alone, I think, just uh, leaves us enough uh, jokes for Fanto. 20 of the Chevy is the... <laughs> This is the name of that. It's going slow in that Chevy. I think this is country getting into the Tupac picture me rolling. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds pretty urban to right. me. <laughs> but 20 in the Chevy, I guess uh, I guess it is. What else is on deck in New Third Tuesday? Everlast, I think you said. And what else was it? New, brand new Disturbed. Disturbed. Nice, dude. That is, Disturbed. That's a good New Third Tuesday right there. Yeah, I, uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to hear the new Disturbed, uh, I would imagine, also known as the old Disturbed. Not really known for getting out of their, their zone, although I don't want to knock them for it. I think sometimes artists go the wrong way right. and go, well, we sold 10 million records with the last one. Let's change. Yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing right. that for? Um, the last hit Disturbed had was that cover of Sound of Silence, right? That was the last thing that they really... Well, I mean, we're getting a little loose with the term hit. Right? But, I mean, dude, that was a huge record, dude. That was, was Oh, yeah, that was all over the place, dude. That was that was a big one. That was crossover on some stations. like that. Oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was definitely a big record. Oh, I was unaware of that. And, I, th- I thought that flopped. Well, you know, you got uh, you to gotta, you gotta diversify outside of what, you know, where we are right no, no, now. No, 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 I work at Rock 106. I listen to Rock 106.9. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's exclusively it. That's it. it. Um, um, but no, it'll be interesting to see whether they got something left in the pen or not. Yeah, I, uh, dude, here's the thing. I And I always tell people, like, you should still be able to be entertained by people you disagree with. But I got to be honest with you, I find David Draymond to be annoying. And so I think there is a little bit of me that, like, kind of, like, it, 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 I can't help but judge the music harshly because I find him to be insufferable. Maybe a difference there between somebody you disagree with and somebody you find annoying. Well, don't you find all people you disagree with annoying? No, not everyone I find with him. Even people I agree with I find annoying. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think everyone. There's plenty of people out there who can have a different opinion. But if you're not, you know, like constantly like... It, it doesn't just annoy you that somebody else has a different opinion? No, not, not, not at all. That's okay. Oh. I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. No. Whoops. I, I just found out a little something about me right there. Yeah, no, if you have a different opinion than me, I'm annoyed by it. If 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 you're not like and especially in that sense where it's like if you're just not about it all the time and it's like, you know, hey, you're just up there playing songs, like, well then no, I don't care what you think about anything. Right. No, well, that's a little bit I mean, dude, David Draymond's one of these guys. He does he kinda and like he's not on Twitter, but he kinda likes to spot off the mouth. Now I will tell you, he's smarter than people think. Like he he's one of those guys who I think can get very much like what's his name back in the day from Twisted Sisters. D. Snyder kind of had that, where they took him to those PMRC hearings and he like mopped the floor with everybody because everybody thought he was going to be some drug you know addict idiot and he wasn't. And I think David Draymond's very 
much the same way, having interviewed him a few times. Like he's very engaged and an intellectual, and he knows what's going on. Well, and I think that's part of the problem is that like when I when I'm like, oh well, I don't necessarily want politics, in, you know, interjected here. I don't want religion in this place. It's not a question of whether I agree with you or not. It's just I don't want that here. Like I could totally agree with what David Draymond was saying in the middle of a concert, and I'd still be like, shut up, dude. Nobody cares. Play to play down with the sickness. What okay. are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I hear that, but like. And as a guy who wishes there was less politics and a lot of stuff, but I mean, in art, I mean, can I argue that th- there's never been an, an era where politics wasn't driving art? Oh, no, I mean, in, 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 I mean, Genesis wrote Land of Confusion. Cultural issues are certainly going to be a, a, a part of what comes out in art, but I don't think that necessarily means that you need to overdo it. You don't need to be too on your nose about it. If you it. write the songs and people don't know and they just scream, Right, then that's all right. The twenty minutes in between the two songs, yeah. where you're giving me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we got to figure out the Gaza straight. Then like, you, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of I'm out on that. That's 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 what I was gonna say. Is it, it doesn't matter what the what the message is that you're giving there. It's I just don't want you doing that. Like okay, it's, that's you know, fair. it's not a question of do I do I agree with you or not. It's like, dude, I just want you to play stupid. I paid you to sing. Right. I didn't pay you to to preach. Okay, right. that's a fair argument. Right. That's that that is fair, and that's honestly, and really, what I would say is, you're giving me more bang for my buck the less you do this. Like sneak another song in here. Right. I know you got a certain amount of time you're going to be up there, and if you spend four minutes of it, you know, anti-Trumping in between then, each song, right? Th- then I don't get guarded, and I need guard. You know what I mean? I paid you to sing me songs. Now I, I don't know why I'm like putting David Draymond to the crosshairs about why are you doing it wrong. For all I know, he's doing it absolutely right. I haven't been to a Disturbed concert in forever. Been a while. I used to. I feel like that band. They are. They're one of those bands, though, that they sounded so different when they first came out, and then it just never really went further. Like I really, I, I don't know what it is. It just they they kind of felt like they reached mass status, and then they sh- stuck in third gear. Is kind of how I felt yeah. about Disturbed. It's yeah. like it, it never really got past third gear. And uh, but I mean, early on, I really like I said yesterday, I feel like we this station should still play stupefy guarded prayer, um, even shout, which I feel like was one of their better covers. I, I would even get into that here. Like, I, I it's not that I hate him as a band. It's just I do find him to be a little bit annoying coming up. I also at uh, 845. I can't wait to do this. And uh, really, this is about me. Uh, and, and selfishly, no. At <laughs> Welcome to the Stansberry Show, people. No, but at eight forty-five, I'm going to be selfish. We're going to do this because this is about me. Because that this came into my life yesterday. Okay. We're gonna we're we're gonna walk you through a couple of exercises that will make you a little bit more mentally tough. And I okay. believe this is huge in people's lives. And if you become more mentally tough, I think you will accomplish more, be a happier person. Tiger Woods is actually a very mentally tough person. He talks about it all the time, uh, you know, how his mom instilled that in him. And he says that's why he became, you know, what people say is, you know, the greatest golfer ever. And that's how it entered my life yesterday. That I I went golfing with my buddy Greg, who I got teamed up with, with, uh, you know, from the guys that Save 22 organization, raising awareness over veteran suicide. And uh, we played once, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We, you know, became buddies. We played again yesterday. And I had been... My game had been kind of, my game always works like this. Build, build, build. Man, he's playing great for two weeks. Then it falls completely off a cliff. Then we got to build, 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 right? right? That's the way it goes. So I'm starting to like slide off that cliff where it's like I'm starting to second guess. And that's the mental toughness. Dude, just trust it. Don't second guess it. Just put the club down and trust it. It doesn't feel right. I don't care. Just do it. Trust it. And it started to like suffer a little bit yesterday. As a matter of fact, if you want to sneak ahead of the class, you can look at my Instagram, Dan.Stansbury. You can see the video. I actually say it in there. I don't want to hit it. I'm afraid of it. 
I, I don't think it's going to end up right. Sure enough, I hit it, and it and it ends up just fine. So we'll walk you through a couple exercises that I feel like I need and maybe a little bit of all of us need around 845. We'll do that. But again, Comic-Con tickets, 730. Send you out to Vegas at 8 and 9, and more show is right around the corner for you on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas. Also have that new Disturb for you for New Tour Tuesday. I, um, just this very week, I had to own something. I had made a prediction. It was wrong, and I had to own it. And I don't like when people can't own their end of the street. You can say a lot of things about me, but when I get it wrong, I'll admit it. Or, like, if something goes wrong in the building, Phantom will be the first one to tell you. I kind of try to figure out, well, okay, well, how did I screw it up? Like, how did I go, okay, where did I go down? Because I'm always worried what my whatever I screwed up is going to be the, the focus point. So, A, I try not to screw it up. And, B, when I do, I try to own up to that because I feel, I feel like that's your track record. That's who you are. And if people see that's who you are, then when something goes wrong, they're like, ah, all right. But remember that last time he kind of screwed that up in the building? Yeah, but he helped to clean it all up. You know, Sainsbury's a good dude. I like when people like kind of like own up to their end of this and don't look to be like, nah, this is why it's wrong. Right? I don't like when people like to point fingers and be like, nah, this is where it went wrong. No, dude, you screwed it up. And I'm a fan of that. And I feel like, and this is one of the biggest reasons why. I like to jump up and down on the millennial when I want to. When you're screwing it up, I like to jump up and down on the millennial. But here again now, I think you're being accused of ruining something you didn't ruin. I don't think you ruined this, millennials. I don't. I think this is uh, this is people being guilty of resting on a business model that had been successful forever and all businesses need to reinvent, you know, a little bit here and there and they haven't maybe done it and so now they're looking to blame somebody else. Now, I haven't been to one of these in a long time. So for all I know, they're phenomenal and I got to tell you the last time I was at one, I loved it and the food was fantastic. So it's not an issue with the product. But Hooters now says they're shutting down locations over millennials. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, the Me Too movement and, you know, the, you know, everybody on Twitter oversensitive and like maybe is this wrong to, you know, objectify women in their clothing while they're at work? That's not what this is about. All those things would be a little bit true. And if it maybe affected that business model, I could maybe see it. I could maybe see those things leading into that. But that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, is that young millennial men aren't searching for boobs on Pornhub. And so, therefore, yeah, millennials don't like boobs. So that means, therefore, now Hooters is going by the wayside. It's like, well, first, so I looked it up. I, I like, I found my my nearest Hooters location. Toledo's the nearest one to here, from according to their website. Okay, all right. So not real close to us here. About two, you know, a couple of hours or whatever. And I don't want to jump up and down on them. I really don't. Right? Like I said, the last time I had it, it was awesome. Um, but we used to go all the time when they had one in Parma when I lived out there. When when they had it there, I went all the time. I loved it. So it's not a problem with the product, but I, I, right, you're going to blame the fact that like tw- a 24-year-old dude's not checking boob. First of all, I don't buy that millennial dudes don't like boobs. First of all, I'm not buying that. Well, what I will say is I do think that, you know, it has definitely been the era of the ass recently, and there's no denying that. I think butts have made a real, real comeback. Okay. And I think I think boobs probably have lost some ground sure. in the in the... 
the 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 attractiveness to men like okay. there's there's a little bit of that okay fair but let's take a 24 year old dude bring him into the studio i'll bring chicks in from gatsby's and i'll only take their tops off dudes are gonna be happy right about it. No, be no, 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 no. It. i don't think right. anybody's anti-boob nowadays i don't think that's what's necessarily My, happening I'm, what i'm saying is is that it's dude it's still an attractive woman delivering chicken wings to your table like so because they're not looking at boobs on pornhub i don't think you can blame it on this well certainly i think a part of the appeal of who was like don't get me wrong cleavage was definitely a part of it but i mean the shorts were kind of a part of it too so if Huge you're part. like i mean if you're really into butts it's not like hooters is like it's not like they're it's not like they're wearing like you know like like sweatpants from parachute the waist pants down. right i mean they're they're, like, they're 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 out there yeah it's not like sports bras and hammer pants right <laughs> oh man what, what a restaurant that would be so if that's the problem if it's like we're now just going into the asses and that's what we're in then rethink the business model Close it down. Hire the fat ass chicks. You know what I mean? Like you know right. what I mean? Uh, that everybody likes now. The pogs, I believe they call them, right? Hire a bunch of those and call it peaches and roll it out. Like how hard is this to rethink the wheel? Yeah, and let's be real too. I mean, Hooters. I think it's fair to say, and it's it, delicious. Well, it's but it's needed a facelift for a long time, dude. You know, you, I, I mentioned those shorts and like, well, that's a part of it, and the socks are a part of it, and it's like, dude, how antiquated does all of that feel? It feels like a, it feels like a goddamn typewriter of hot chicks. You know what I'm saying? It's got that 80s look with that like high waisted like. It does feel beach volleyball on, yeah. on NBC Sports ish. It does. It, it feels that way. It, it hasn't. It hasn't changed the way that it is. It hasn't updated. I mean, you look at every fast food joint and across Canton but across America right now what oh. are what are they doing they're do they're pumping new money into their biz in their buildings have you been paying attention to the arches like they have definitely right. been like dude we're we're they're facelifting it how, for sure. how many places have torn down the the established you know whatever and then built a new one right there it's yeah. because they know like you have Freshen. to you got to press refresh you got to get a facelift every now and then and and and, and hooters so it, stop playing everlast so goddamn much <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, a little bit. How how did Hooters not thrive here? Like, I feel like this is such a Hooters town. And oh, you mean you mean here in yeah, Ohio? Like right like, here. like right here, like in Stark County. Like, why, why, why was there not? To me, it, this feels like Maslin 101 right here. It really well, does. They're big into the, they are. I mean, Hooters is big into like, you know, um, like the monster trucks and NASCAR. Right. And they are. They're right. into that. They're into the, like the gearhead stuff. Now, when, what was the place that was up in Belton Village? Tilted kilt. Uh, tilted kilt. See, I think that was in the wrong place. I don't think it was the wrong business model. I don't think it was anything like that. Belden, really? And I think Belden was in the wrong place because I don't think when you're in that Belden Village area, you're necessarily looking for that experience. I think uh, that would do better. Belden's probably more Disney. I think that would do better on West Tusk. You know what I'm saying? I think that would do better in like one of those plazas over there where it's like that it feels a little bit more like it's where you it's know supposed what? to be. That might be able to revive. That could have maybe revitalized that uh, that that shopping center where Fiddlesticks is over there yeah, by Lake Cable. Yeah, because outside, dude, Fiddlesticks is awesome, but everything else in there feels like just tumbleweed. I think uh, I think there's the um that 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 center in Maslin where there's you know uh, it's like in downtown and it's like well gosh dude like that would just be the perfect place and I I just don't understand. If you can't make it happen with beer and chicken wings and hot chicks, and that's that's three big parts of your equation right there, and you can't make that equal success on the other side, don't blame it on millennials, dude. That's on you. That's Holy. one. That's one hundred percent on you. Holy crap! <laughs> we may be really dumb here, dude. Anthony's telling me they're about to put the Hooters where the kilt was. 
Are they, the, are the, they they're coming back to the market? I, I, I've not heard about that at all. Now, maybe that's the reason why this story's coming out there is because they're about to start open more in new markets. There was a restaurant in there, but I think that's already shut down now. I what? Think, I think. Somebody, dude, somebody went in there after that. It, has already done? It's already done, yeah. I, I could be wrong on that. I can't remember what dude, it was I'm, called, but I imagine, think that's already shut down. Imagine being the restaurant that can't make it in Belden. Right. I mean, like, well. I'm, <laughs> I mean, it, imagine being that guy. You're in you're in the middle of, 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 of all the action in Stark County. and right, But dude, everything you, else there just pumps money. And but that's the thing is that's why I felt like it was in the wrong spot. I know that sounds crazy because it's like, dude, that's literally where everything in the county is well, happening. But I mean, there's always a straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. I mean, there is always that. So you, I, I think over by Lake Cable is the way to go with something like that. I, I just can't believe, like I said, if you can't make it happen in Stark County with beer and chicken wings and boobs and butts, I don't. What, what, what are you doing? I was gonna say he's got me one to go at six thirty <laughs> in the morning. I'm ready to go right now. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 730. We'll send you to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con September the 15th. Can't, it, Can't wait for that. Uh, Fantone and I will be on hand hosting uh, the cosplay contest. Looking forward to that one. They had something, what was it, something like 89 contestants in it, something last year? There was a lot of them last year. And like I said, dude, there were so many good costumes. It's not just like, oh, hey, man, I pulled out the Halloween costume from last year. I mean, like, dude, these, these people are legit. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. It was good stuff there. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I like learning some of the names. Like, is that oh. was, dude, it was terrifying because they just hand you the piece of paper, and I like five times I screwed one of the things up, and they were like, "No, it's like, that, dude, so much so I was back, I was YouTubing it. I was like, nah, <laughs> look, I said it. Like, this is the guy. Like, it, it was tough. Like all those, I don't know all the character names. I don't know all the stuff. I don't. Um, why, you know what I mean? I'm not. I, I I don't know a lot about the the newer end of the comic world. No, dude. In in in, in nowhere but nerd culture do you go where it's like, hey, I know about this, and then you go somewhere and it's like, I know nope. nothing about this. Nope. I am not even in the realm of. Like, dude, I'm a Star Wars like fanatic, but there, not I even won't close. Be. Not I, even I, close. No, dude. not even close. I don't know how many seats were on the Millennium Falcon. I don't know. I nor do I care. It uh, it's it's awesome. It's one of those things that you know we talk about it all the time. People in Canton, people in Stark County, are like, man, this place sucks. I hate Canton. This place is terrible. There's nothing ever going on. If I could just live in another city, life would be better. Okay, your your life is gonna be that much no, better, dude. You're you're a fat like slob, like you know, bump on a log no matter where you are. There's good stuff happening here. The Canton Comic Con's one of those things, dude. I, why, why don't we have that in Canton? We do. Right. You just have to go to it. Yeah, you just gotta you go just sell some tickets. No, yeah, I mean people are who they are. I, I I could drop you in the coolest city in America, and you're 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 either gonna I'm just gonna binge, you know, The Office. I I mean, you know, shout out to the hour I spent searching Netflix to watch The Office the seven thousand time. I love that meme, basically screaming to the world, "Hey, I'm a pathetic loser with no interests." Dunder Mifflin. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ! I've never seen a more desperate. Hey, I, I, I'm stupid. Somebody no, help me, save no, me, no please. No more new entertainment in here. Don't no more room. I, it's just so dumb. This is also dumb. And when Fanto said this to me this morning, before I even read it, I said, "Dude, this this is gonna piss me off, right?" And he just and he wouldn't answer me. And I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna piss me off." So sure enough, now the internet and PETA has now like struck a blow to the food industry. Okay. 
And apparently, Big Cracker was out there, you know, you know, running, running amok. Was he a country rapper? Big Cracker? There's got to be some dude. Yeah, right. Big, big Cracker. All right. No, Big Cracker was getting a little too big for its britches, so okay. like Peta had to step in here. And this is the, you know, the the Barnum's Animal Crackers. Okay. Now, all of your children have had Animal Crackers their entire lives, and nothing bad happened. Like, they opened the box, they ate the cracker, everything was fine, right? Oh, my God, these are good. I want more. Oh, I kind of like the lion. Oh, give me the gazelle. I'll trade you for the ape. Right? That's, I mean, everybody's had those, and everything worked out fine. Not for PETA. Apparently, PETA had a problem with the packaging of the animal cracker. Because let's make sure we're worried about the big problems in life, right? If you, you probably don't even remember the packaging. But it showed the animals behind cages. They were in cages, and now PETA has struck a blow to Big Cracker, and uh, and now the new packaging is just you know the animals walking towards you, which, if we're going to be real about it, would be terrifying. If a zebra, a elephant, lion, and a gorilla were running at you, that would be terrifying. Could I not make the argument? That we were putting the animals behind the cages on the packaging to help teach children that the fear of the power of the raw animal, the I fact that any one of those things could rip you to shreds inside of two minutes if it wanted to. I, I guess to me, like much like Hooters, like you're going to press refresh on your business every now and then. And I know people are like, well, Peter's the one who forced them into it. And it's like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, I mean, the, the, the packaging to me, it looked like it was drawn in 1970s. And I was like, well, the new one, it's not so much that it's like, oh, we'll look at the better treatment of the animals. It just seems more appealing to me where it's like, okay, that's a better, more modern looking like. Well, again, it's welcoming. Right, but, but I'm right. But what I'm always told is that we got to be careful how we because children take things literally. I'm always told that. So my point is, is could I not have this new animal crackers box for ten years and then argue, guys? I got to tell you, a lion could shred a baby. Like a, a lion could shred a five year old. You know, you got to teach these kids that the, 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 that those things are killing machines and that they the, the raw power should be should be feared and respected. So let's put them behind the kids so they know not to just run up. And touch it. Well, I mean, and we, we got a nation of people who are being killed by trying to take selfies with with live animals, dude. I think maybe showing it behind a cage and showing the the, the power of it is probably good. It, it's animal cracker. <laughs> so like that's when my you point. said when you said I'm gonna get mad about this, I was like, I know you are, and uh, that's uh, like, why? Who cares? I don't care, but why does Peter care? Well, so this is what I don't get. Like, you don't get to just like laugh me off because if PETA gets to care on some level, then why don't I? PETA gets to care on enough on a level to change a package. Why don't I get to care? Do you really care what that's on that package? I care about the fact that that I'm constantly told that I gotta not have things in my life. Wait, you're if you're gonna do if you're gonna call me out, then I get to explain it. That if we that I constantly have to not have things I want because children take things literally, and I'm not allowed to say what I want in here or do what I want in here because children take things literally well then literally dude a lion will rip your face off so maybe putting it in a cage is the right idea so do you think there should just be no lion on there i think at the end of the day no it's just an animal cracker i'm with you it doesn't really make a difference but pete is out there strutting like they did this big thing for society where in the end it's like it's very much like all these other online movements 
It's like, dude, if you're a, if you just waited out in like five years, dude, men are going to be able to complain that we've had it unfair all this time. If you just waited out, dude, if you just wait out all the online BS right now, in like ten years, we'll be able to say, look, I mean, we just don't even treat men fair enough. You'll what? be, you'll, you'll be right there. What do you feel like you lost here? I didn't lose anything. I don't even have a five year old giving them the crackers. But what I, what I don't understand is like, like Peta, you're arguing this the wrong way. It's a literally, it's a non-issue. But the fact that it's it's all over CBS News as PETA got this big victory when in the end, did you? We got a nation full of people. Like I said, every day I come in here and there's an email about some idiot who got trampled to death trying to take a selfie with something. And now we're going to take the younger generation and be like, no, dude, go pet that thing. The reason why they were in cages is because they are to be feared. They are. And yes, we used to make them attractions. And I don't think that animals should not be attractions. If you're that upset about the uh, the circus, then you got to be that upset about the zoo, dude. They, you you just do. If an animal is an attraction is the problem, then a zoo is a problem. There's 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 no way to work yourself through that argument. There's absolutely no way to work yourself through that argument. You're still paying somebody to go look at something that could destroy you and is only in there because once upon a time they shot it with a dart and made it lay down in a truck. You know what I mean? Like it's so it black whatever that damn movie about the whale was so sad, then so are those. This is not a big blow for PETA. At the end of the day, dude, it, like if if children take everything literally, then the lion should be in the cage. More Stansberry shows right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tuesday. New Everlast. New Cole Swindell. New Disturbed. All part of that. Also, 845 will make you mentally tougher. I find drones to be a gray area. And I bought a drone off of uh, eBay. I bought like a $55 drone once. And uh, and it worked great. It wasn't that it was cheap and so it didn't work great. I crashed it. I um, And so a couple of the propellers, like, and they gave you a repair kit. It came in the box. But, of course, I don't know what I did with that. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, it's $50. Whatever. But I... Honestly, like this is I'm going to be such a hypocrite in this conversation. I just want to okay. put, throw that out there before we even start, because I have a real interest in somebody being able to legitimately show me how to really fly one of those things really, really well. Um, I love the camera angles that a drone can give you. Um, and so I don't want to demonize the technology because I believe that they have made a lot of things that I enjoy better. But there is a gray area with these things because of the invasion of privacy angle and Though the fact that they could be weaponized, I think we all need to be a little fearful of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're looking at it from the perspective of you who just wants to like have a drone and be like, "Hey, it's cool. I'm flying it around my parking lot. Look at this. This is this is awesome." Yeah, but I'm not a creep right. who's going to point it into my neighbor's window. Right, right, you know right, right, I mean? right. So that's where that's where the issue lies. That there. it comes a problem, right? Now, also national security. Okay, as they're worried that drones, and I don't really like this term. That drones could be used to hit what they call soft targets. Now, they call a soft target, just so you know, is like a sporting event is a soft target. A political rally is a soft target. I don't know, dude. Those are two things I might be at. Let's start calling those hard targets, dude. I'm in those. Like, I don't know. That's a hard target. I mean, but those are places where you have a mass group of people and it's open aired. Open aired. Uh, people with a lot the, of times. people with their guard down. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 if you're if you're in the business of terrorism, that's exactly what you're looking at. Absolutely. 
right? So we know we can put cameras on these things. We're already doing it. Like I said, we get great camera work. Like I really like um, nature shows and right. like that kind of stuff. Like, and they just did um, what was it? Uh, Discovery did. Um, one of the national parks, like live, like three nights right. in a row, uh, Yellowstone. They, they did Yellowstone live, and it was awesome. And a lot of it was shot by drones. So, like, I enjoy that. So, I don't want to demonize the technology. But there's a company in Utah that is going to create, or is, or has, I rather, created the Drone Hunter. Drone Hunter. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. The Drone Hunter. On Netflix. <laughs> uh, 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 by Fordham, their CEO, Tim, uh, Timothy Bean, he says, will patrol the airspace, detect any unwanted aircrafts, objects in the airspace, enemy drones, or other robotics. It will pursue them and then safely captures them and tows them away from a safe location. Okay. This thing's got like a net on it. like okay. It like shoots it out like a Spider-Man web and like kind of like will pull you in. But it also has the ability... Let's be honest, to be outfitted with something that could shoot the drone down if it's unable to do that. Okay. So here's what I worry about. This is technology, right? Which a kid just didn't a kid the other day, didn't like an eleven year old like hack the election board in some state? Like didn't some like eleven year old like he hacked into the election result? It was a replica, but it, that was what the story was. So I don't know I don't know I don't know the details on that, but that's that was definitely the story as presented. There. Okay, but like so you take my point. Yes. Like so so sooner or later, I what I worry about now is some rogue drone hunter employees like watch this or something malfun- malfunctions. You're supposed to be up there keeping me safe. Now that's the thing shooting 300 people. Right. Yeah. I mean, when does the drone hunter become the drone hunted or vice versa or whatever? I, Skynet, I, I, dude. I don't, I don't necessarily it's be know. Bad. Um, I guess like, dude, you people are worried about the Second Amendment. This is the new warfare you got to be worried about. Like, dude, screw the handgun. Like, should dude, can I open carry my drone? Now, you as as they're supposed to be registered with the FCC, correct? When you as a a a drone owner, when you got yours, wasn't there some level of like, well, you're supposed to tell us you have this, or is this just like you go out there? Know. Well, I know you didn't do it. That's not the question, bro. <laughs> I think you're supposed to have some sort of like, hey, I have no idea. I'm going to be flying stuff through here just because you okay. think. Okay, now if that's the case, right. Shouldn't I have had to clear that before it's delivered to my house? We're good faithing called the FC. I am imagining there was some sort of acknowledgement that when you bought it, you just didn't read it. You were just like, yeah, whatever, fine. Who cares? Terms and Send services. Right, Send right, right, right. Like you said, there's a, there's a repair kit in there. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Stupid. I, I, whatever. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play there because airspace alone, because you got to think where we are right now. There's an airport right We're now. so close to the airport. So if you and I are out there effing around with some drone, I could see how that becomes a problem. But at the same time, I don't know if I like the idea of the drone hunter. I mean, who, how, okay, so they're selling these drone hunters. So essentially all it is is a drone that can take down another one? Well, I'm not sure they're selling them. I think what this is is that you hire Fordham to come in and that company, like, runs it for you. Like, hey, the Super Bowl is on this day, Fordham comes in and goes, all right, we'll drone hunt this bitch for you. We're doing X, Y, and Z there. Okay, so this is going to be more events. This is going to be stuff like that as opposed to like me using it as like home protection. 
And when do, well, but how long? Yeah, I was going to say, and when do I, as the end consumer, when do I get to say, like, yo, for home protection against, you know, uh, whatever it is, other drones or people or animals or whatever, I want this thing flying around on my property 24-7. Well, not only that, but, like, you have very little privacy anymore, and I understand that. And so much, so many of us have given it up through just terms and services yeah, by, sure. by pressing cares? live on your yeah, phone and all that stuff. I'm sure that thing says, hey, by the way, we're able, we are allowed to now listen to everything you do and advertise, right? I'm right. sure we've all given into right. that and just don't even know it. But it's, so when I, all right, let's take Cleveland Avenue downtown, right? Okay. I'm down there all the time. You got bars, you got restaurants. All of those bars and those restaurants have cameras in and outside of their establishments, so if anything goes right. down, the cops can look at video, right? So I expect very little of my like privacy when I'm on that street. So a drone following me down Cleveland Avenue doesn't bother me, except for the fact that, yeah, I want Buzzbin to be able to protect itself, but do I want the Canton Police Department just following me just because they can? Right, and I mean, do you want someone beyond no. the Canton Police Department the at that point? The answer is no. Because, like, yeah, it's, okay, so you want to get... I gotta buy drugs, too, dude. I, I want to get good footage. <laughs> I want to get good footage of First Friday, so, like, okay, let's fly that drone down Cleveland Avenue, and, it's gonna and like, be cool. that's gonna be awesome, sure. and we're gonna see all these people down here, but you're right, all of a sudden, when it's somebody following you with that drone as you're walking down Cleveland Avenue, all of a sudden, it's going to feel a lot different. Well, imagine being a woman though. Like, right? Like, I mean, not only do they got to feel the peering eyes of every creep dude, and I know you're sitting there right now, oh my God, Stansbury, but dude, probably, you're probably a creep dude. Yeah, if you don't Because a lot of them it, are. Yeah. Like, if you, like, here's the thing. If you're sitting around with all your guy friends and you can't figure out which one of you is the sick pervert, it's you. It's you. Just so you know, every group of guys has got at least one. And as far as, like, privacy in public goes, as you walk down Cleveland Avenue, you cannot expect privacy. None. That's that's None. That's asinine. But if you're in your backyard and you have a fence... All of a sudden, so now my wife's out there, you know. Do you have the expectation of privacy above the air above you? Or, I mean, is it okay for that drone? Do you own that airspace above you? I don't know. I'm you? asking. I, you, I, you, I, I, can't, I doubt it. I can't imagine that you own the airspace above you. So now you've got, you know, that pervert down the street who's got his drone flying through, hiding under the guise of, well, you know, I just want aerial footage of the neighborhood. And it's like, no, you don't. You just want a J.O. to my wife. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I mean, dude, here's the thing. Imagine going back to like 86 and like taking that kid who's got his telescope. Like, right. One day you're going to be able to reposition this thing, dude. <laughs> one day you'll be able to fly it around. When she goes from the bedroom to the bathroom, you'll be able to seamless, man. And I, I, I understand in that situation why I do want that drone hunter on my property. I totally want to be able to do that. I just don't. I, there's, there's, there's a lot of gray areas we go into uncharted territory. Here. All right. Now, Brian's tweeting in and, uh, and he says, look, I have a commercial drone and I have, uh, I have to have a model aviation insurance policy on it and it has to be registered with the FAA but the one I have I can go about four miles they push terms and services on the expensive ones that can actually do harm okay that's good to know he says also there are in fact no fly zones and I would imagine there will and he says it will not work in national parks sporting arenas and etc it won't work and how do they stop it well do they have like something that disrupts it? Honestly, isn't that almost terrifying? Oh. I mean, well, they're cell phone jammers. My guess is yeah. that there's going to be something like this for that, right? But so, but again, like I've been to a sporting event. Now, again, maybe they allow those ones, but like teams use them now. Yeah, that's probably they have like something that regulates so it. So probably you know? allows it to fly in there. But if I'm in a national park. I mean, I get it, but isn't that where I want to use it? A wide open space, taking photos, to, like look at this cool thing we did with our family trip. Like, 
I mean, that's the national parks almost where I want it. Now I understand it because you don't want anybody to you know weaponize the damn thing and ruin things. It's what I'm saying. There's a gray area with this stuff. But I worry like the oh we'll handle like like the drone police now drone hunter like like wait, right like when does that thing get hacked and then we're all screwed. I don't know, man. I don't I don't like Skynet, dude. Everybody throw your cell phone away. <laughs> We're probably probably a little late on that one. Guys will break up with a woman for pretty stupid reasons. And as a matter of fact, we got a list of reasons that were really dumb and why a guy was like, you know what? I'm done with this chick. I'm moving forward. We'll give you those and also get you hooked up with those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That's all next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rowhold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rowhold Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RowholdVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We'll get you hooked up with those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets here momentarily. That's uh, September 15th, Canton Civic Center. Fantone and I will be on hand hosting and uh, help judge, I would imagine, the cosplay contest. I've asked and will continue to ask. I'm an Overwatch fan. It's a video game I like. For you cosplayers out there, a couple of Mercy showing up wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Mace kind of hot, too. She's kind of hot. I know we'll see tracers because she's like everybody's oh, favorite. Yeah, of course, we're gonna see tracers. What we'll see a bunch of. See? We'll see a bunch of those. <laughs> so I don't have to ask for those. I know everybody loves tracer. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan. All right. By the way, you Fortnite losers, I gotta tell you, Overwatch is the better game. <laughs> it is. I gotta be honest with you. No, 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 because video All games right. have kind of gone through this new thing now, All where right. it's like we're changing the game now, like the styles of plays and like so, like everybody's all about Fortnite because they gave it to you for free. But in my opinion, it's just my humble opinion, and opinions aren't right or wrong, that I think Overwatch was a more original game. Like, it was a more original idea, and I thought it was a cooler idea than what Fortnite ended up being. Now, they're different. They're not the same types of game. But for both the innovations made in the industry, I feel like Overwatch did a more unique innovation than what Fortnite did, is essentially what I'm trying to say. So, hopefully I'll see a bunch of Overwatch cosplayers. September 15th at the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, which we will be getting you tickets to here momentarily. First, though, guys are dumb. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. Guys are pretty dumb. A lot of guys I know are pretty dumb. And uh, men have been accused a lot of times of ruining a good thing just because of being afraid, purely afraid of being in a good thing. Now, women do this, too. It's not just a man thing. But I have here... I guess dumb reasons why dudes have broken up with women. Now I'm guessing that Fantone's got a couple of dumb reasons throughout his life why he broke up with a woman. But I got a couple of these here. And this may, while looking running down this list, may help some of you out there figure out why you're single. Because maybe what's happening here is 
that all chicks aren't awful, maybe your bar is being set too high. Nope, nope, nope. It's all chicks are awful. Or either that or they're a lesbian if they don't want to have sex with me. Are you kidding? Come on, Sansbury. Well, now, it might be the way that you talk about them to them or an mm. earshot of them. Mm. It might be the way you talk about them on social media, about other women on social media. Then when you meet new ones, they're like, well, wait a minute. You were just using this kind of terminology to talk about the last one, and I don't want to be called a stain or whatever that <laughs> I do some no honestly some of the words I hear do Jews I'm like oh my god like I wouldn't even say that just even like joking around like that's just harsh right but there's a couple of these some are really really dumb and I don't know if this is dumb but it's it's a little nitpicky where a guy Greg 28 says he didn't go on his second date because she says exactly like she put an s in the Ooh. word like she said, exactly. Like she just added the S in the word instead of exactly. And it would be annoying, there's no doubt. But is that not something that you could maybe. The, now, not first date. Don't, on the first date, you don't go. And he, you know, look, he's saying he didn't go on the second date because of this. So on the first date, you don't go, hey, did you ever notice you're screwing this word up? But if you like a woman, at some point, you can just be like, hey, have you ever noticed this? Yeah, but I think it probably signifies something bigger to him. And as somebody who misspeaks all the time, I don't think that's necessarily like grounds for dismissal right out of the gate. Um, But I think it's more, it's not that one specific thing because, yeah, you could fix that one specific behavior. He probably thought she was dumb, right? It gives you that impression. Yeah, but again... What does he not say correctly? What kind of punctuation is in day he doesn't use properly that she might, where she could be like, dude, you're dumb, right? So I think not more, look, if you truly know somebody is that much less intelligent than you and that's going, and that will be an issue. Oh, yeah. For you, it will be because I think it's hard to respect people. If you're really intelligent, I do think it's hard for people to respect somebody on a, on a partner level that's not smart. I think it is much like a big gap with anything else, whether it's age or like your sexual desires or how much money you bring in. If there's a huge gap in your intelligence, it's a problem. There's going to now. Can you overcome them? Sure. If you work hard enough and blah, 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 blah. But like at at its core, yeah, there's going to be some issues that come along with that. Yeah. Another guy, Ryan, 28, says, I was dating this girl. Things were going really good. And then she told me about how her dad and stepmom were swingers. Uh, says, I don't know if that's exactly the reason I lost interest, uh, but I lost interest and I was out. And I don't get this one at all. I don't get it. Why would you care if the girl you're dating and like if her parents are into kinky things? I think probably because there's a little bit of is that what you're going to expect out of your relationship? And I think when you're dealing with families, that's often something people are like, uh, because I mean, there's been times in my life where there's been like something going on with a girl and then like I've met her family or I kind of thought about things and I'm like, well, this is the end of it because I couldn't, I could never have this be my life. I could never have your insanity in my life. Okay. Now what I'm not thinking of is the fact that, that, that everybody's involved in your life. So like my father was a minister. My mother then obviously the wife of a minister. So if I was about to marry a woman and her parents were swingers, that table, like that that Thanksgiving table is really awkward. 
Yeah, and I do think there's probably a little bit of now. I know everyone, I listen, every dude listening, where I was like, man, I'd love to be a swinger, man. But like deep down inside, this dude was probably like, I don't want that out of my life. Right. And much like, and like, listen, if your parents got divorced, by no stretch am I saying like, well, you're destined for that. But there's a little bit of like, you're who you come from. You learned these lessons as a child, as a young person, and like. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be conducive with what I want out of my life and my family. So, like, I I, I, I don't think this is, like, runawayville, but I understand why it's a part of it. Yeah, I, I mean, you are who you come from. So, like, if you don't want that in your life, being fearful that that's what that woman eventually is going to, she's going to lean that way, that's that's not crazy. And people who talk about sex really openly with their family, something about that weirds me out. It does. Like, I, I cannot talk to my mom about having sex comfortably. I, I want I want my parents and my hypothetical non-born children. I want you guys to have sexual healthy sexual lives. I don't want you to be like, you but know, why are we high-fiving? Right, why it? are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to be honest with you. Like if my mom like if my mom says to me, "Who are you dating?" Fine. Okay. But if my mom was like, "So who'd you rail last night?" Like <laughs> I'm going to get that. Well, first of all, yeah, I do. I'm going to get sick in, in my mouth. Like I don't I don't want that. Now, this one I don't buy at all. Tyler, he's all of 26 years old. I feel like this is a guy who's lying about the, the fact that he broke up with this woman. Says, you know, I got coffee with a girl, and she had found out that I had a blog where I write poetry. And she seemed way too into my poetry. And uh, it, she was like fangirling out, and it okay. turned me off. All right. all right. I've had people fangirl out for 20 years. Doesn't turn you off. If it's a hot chick, it never turns you off. It's been happening to me 15 years. And, dude, let me tell you, it, dude, when it's a hot chick, it doesn't turn you off at all. It doesn't. First of all, dude, if you write poetry, aren't you happy that anybody just liked it? Because you're 26 and you wrote poetry. Now, here's one that I think. Now, this, is, this I think, is indicative of a guy who's got a problem. And he says, I've been told I'm dumb for doing this, but I respectfully disagree. He says, I, this is Jim, 26. He said, I've broken up with women who liked me too much too fast. That, to me, sounds like a guy who's afraid of a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see how you can look at that statement and think that. I think that people who throw themselves into relationships too quickly is very off-turning to me. And I guess if some chick is automatically after the second date talking about like kids and marriage and like moving in and all that stuff. Yes. Now, what, but why I respect your opinion and disagree with his is, is you gave me the timeline. He, this guy's saying too fast. So, well, what was it, Jim, random dude from the internet at 26 years old? Was it four months into it? She's like, hey, I really like you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've slept over six nights a week for four months, but where's this coming from? That sounds to me like a guy who might, you know what I mean? Because he didn't give me the timeline. I worry that that, because I know guys, I worry that that's a guy scapegoating his problems and being it like, no, it's crazy bitch's fault on why this is happening. When it's like, no, dude, you're probably afraid of a good thing. What's the dumbest reason you ever loved a chick? Um, this isn't because obviously there's more to it than this but like uh, this girl I was dating she was like tearing apart her Subway sandwich and like I dude I love Subway had Subway for dinner last night but as she was doing it and when I say tearing it apart she was like deconstructing it and like tearing the bread off of the bread like the crust off of the bread then eating the crust and eating the sandwich and I was just like and I the, can't watch this for 20 years well right and the, yeah there was just all and I'm just I like I, I, can't, I can't do this and there was 12 other things happening but it was like that was the, the point where I was like you know what I'm good I am um, and this sucked because this girl was great. She was fantastic. One of the best girlfriends I ever had. And this is not the only reason, but it was a major reason. 
she just had a love affair with her aunt. And I'm a dog person. I love dogs. But this woman had a love affair with her pets on a level that was like pure on, like this is a human. Like I had to treat this thing like it was a human. Like it could not come and spend the weekend with me because, oh my God, two days? Like, oh my, and this wasn't a dog. This is an animal you could leave alone for two days. Could not be done. And I was like, Oh, there's, there's, there's a weird, there's a weird bond that's happening here that I don't think I'm ever as a human being going to be able to compete with. And that came off as a little, you know what? I see a couple of other things happening here. Let's use this as the excuse. And that's why I bailed. And I'm not sure it was a dumb reason, but it was a little superficial on my part. And I have second guessed that, that decision. Um, well, honestly, since I made it, I have second guessed it. I think it's probably the right thing in the end, but I have second guessed it. Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets up for grabs right now. That's uh, September 15th, Kansas Civic Center. Let's send uh, caller 15 right now. 1 800 243 7625 on those. Be right back with more show. You guys hang on. Great show here. The Hall of Fame City Comic Con. The third one is coming up on September the 15th. Fantone and I will be there on site hosting your cosplay contest. We'll be there from 4 to 6 that afternoon. And the Hall of Fame City Comic Con going down all day, dude. So many awesome things, including featured guests, uh, including Kevin Eastman, who is a co creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, James O'Barr creator of the crow and you've got legendary writer peter david he's going to be there as well dude plus so many booths there's going to be so many vendors so many comic book artists dude it's going to be an awesome time and all you have to do is get your tickets so here's what's going down event date is saturday september 15th hall of fame city comic con at the canton civic center T- adult tickets ten dollars kids ages five to twelve are just five bucks and under five you're getting in free get your tickets right now at hofcitycomiccon.com rock 106.9 welcome back to the sansbury show 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That'll be a good time. Get you out of town for a few days, put you up in a hotel. Back-to-back nights of killer shows. Justin Timberlake will play. Fleetwood Mac, Skinner. 8 o'clock, we'll give you your first keyword. We've been talking about dumb reasons why guys have broken up with women. And uh, a guy, Charles, tweeted in and said, My wife is extremely intelligent. She's got a great job and a bachelor's degree. Um... She says, but she does say, I take things for granted instead of grant, uh, granted and invincible while trying to say invisible. She says, pillow instead of pillow. Looking back, I'm definitely glad I looked past all those little things. And I would imagine he's probably right because he, you know, I mean, he's got the wife he wants. That's, and isn't that what marriage is? Somebody you want to, punch because of how annoying they are but you just can't bring yourself to do it because for some reason you love them isn't that what marriage is like somebody that yes because i don't care who it is somebody's going to annoy the living crap out of you but it's like dude you're annoying but i can tolerate it so live here isn't that what marriage really is is somebody who you can just like it's the human you can tolerate more than the rest of them like on some level i know i'm making it very easy but that to me is what it is. I'm looking for a little conversation here, Phantom. This is where I kind of need you a little bit. Um, no, there I'm, we go. I'm letting you go with it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you that, yes, I mean, you're settling a lot in life on a regular day-to-day basis. Like, that is, you're not doing what you want to do. You're not exactly in the place that you want to be in life. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's one of those things where it's like you, you do, no matter what it is, a guy, especially guys, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Well, I mean half. But I mean, I don't really know what it's like to be a woman. But I know what a man can do. A man can easily go, no, a man can make a checklist that nobody could clear. 
Like I know I'm capable of making a checklist that my that me myself could never clear. And so I think a lot of people will do that. I think women included, where it's like you tried, and then what you'll do is you'll go online and pretend that it's superior. Because, oh, my God, like this gender dating after your 30s is just trash. Well, it's like, well, yeah, a little. Yes. But is it also maybe that you're bringing your bitter, like worst version of yourself on every date and it can be read that way? And so it's like, ugh, dude, get me away from this. Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a level of like personal accountability here where it's like if everything that's going on in your life is just garbage to blame it on. Oh, well, dude, it's just the way things are nowadays. It's like, no, there's there's got to be some level of of. of of you and yeah there is a level of settling there is a level of like okay this isn't you know very rarely in life do you get your dreams you know what i'm saying no. like that's that's just no. and if you're i mean but if you're if you're an adult you recognize that you understand that and you and you see that so i think there's a little bit of delusion if you're not willing to well, accept that about your partner and and relationships and kind of life in general there well also i think it's part of being an adult is realizing that your dreams might not be good for you that honestly, that sometimes what your life gives you is what you need, not what you dream. A lot of what you dream for wouldn't be very healthy for you. It's like if I gave a kid what they dream for dinner, it would be Oreos. It's not good for you. You know what I mean? And so like a lot of times what life does is give you what you need versus what it is you think you want. I mean, over 90% of life is doing stuff that you don't want to do. So like to expect that like, well, the dream relationship that I've always had is just going to fall out of the sky and I won't for settle for anything it's else. Crazy. You're delusional. It's absolutely crazy. Now, some of the language stuff would bother me. Like my grandfather used to say rubbish. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I could spend a lifetime with somebody in my house who said that. Now, this guy's point of like, well, I stuck through it and like my wife's not stupid and I love her and everything's great. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily surprised to find out the dude in the first story. You, there's there's going to be times where it's like, well, I could look past this, but he didn't. And I don't I can't I can't blame people for hearing something mispronounced time and time and time again. And all of a sudden being like, well, maybe this person isn't smart. I mean, that's a that's a natural conclusion. It doesn't mean you're right. It doesn't mean that person's like an idiot. It just yeah, but it's it, it's easy to draw that conclusion. Like if you constantly do it, and um, because one like yeah, it all depends on how how you judged it. If it was a one time occurrence, you're like uh, then that's crazy. But if it's an everyday thing, but like I said, I think I I don't think I would leave a woman for saying invincible while she's trying to say invisible. I think I would be like, all right, well, do I like her? And then you go out with her a little while, and then you say to her, like, you know, kindly, have you ever noticed this? I don't think I would leave a woman, but I can see how somebody wouldn't keep pursuing a woman. You know what I mean? How that's that's you're you're not gonna leave if you're not gonna leave your wife of twenty years because all of a sudden she starts saying something. All right, wrong. that's a fair point. But you're not gonna but you are not going to allow a twenty year marriage to develop because of it. Yeah, I just think again though, if you're that if you're gonna be that critical, I think you're probably more likely to cut yourself off of something that's going to make you happy. And dude, I know, dude, I got a ton of guy friends who are all single, and it's like, and I said, so as a matter of fact, I, I'm not gonna give you his name, but do one guy who just broke up with this girl, and he, I know he's listening, and dude, I. I told you on the phone two days ago, you were an idiot. You are a seven at best. On your best day wearing a tux, you're a seven. And that chick was an 11 on anybody's list. And you let her go over something stupid, bro. And in like three months, I'm going to have to spend $200 at the bar getting you sauced out of your goddamn mind letting her go. And you're an idiot. And dude, if I were you, I'd pick up the phone and I would beg for forgiveness and beg that chick to come back right now because your life's about to get way, way worse. More Stansberry Show. 
a trip out to Vegas, and a Houston school's in trouble for telling the truth. That's next on Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Roll Holt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roll Holt Vision Institute is made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollHoltVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get you out of town for a few days. Put you up in a nice Vegas hotel. Back-to-back nights of killer shows. Timberlake playing. Fleetwood Mac. Skinner. Bunch of others. Shawn Mendes playing. We'll get you in. First, however, we got to talk to you about this uh, high school in Houston that's under fire. And there's a lot going on here. And... I'm afraid that I may have to straddle the fence just a little bit. Before we get to this, this is all about a sign that got painted. Words essentially were painted with stencil on a school hallway. Okay. By the school, from what I understand. Now, I don't know how that gets done without somebody signing off on it. But the school is like, hey, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We'll change it. Meaning you didn't you didn't predict the problem, which then I then have a problem with because I would have known this was going to be a problem. Okay, now, I don't think it should be because what I think this Houston school did and what they wrote in their hallway is essentially just telling somebody the truth. But the problem is, is that they decided to tell truth to one group of people and decided not to hold that truth to the other side of the aisle. And had you done that, there's probably less trouble. Now comes the part where I tell you what they were said, so we start to clear this up. A Houston school had written in a hallway, in quotation marks, the more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. Now, that's true. That's not false. It's true. I've said it before. Ladies, if you want the guy to call you back, having sex with him in the bar parking lot in the car ain't the way to do it. Tighten your game up. Chappelle said this 20 years ago almost now. That if vagina was a stock, it would be plummeting right now because you're flooding the streets with it. So there is truth in the more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. But where Houston has a problem with this high school saying this is, is you cannot make this a female issue. You can't. You got to make it a human issue. I'll explain. This is why I'm kind of straddling the fence here a little bit, right? Because I believe that women need to be told this message. I believe these young Instagram thoughts need to be told this message, okay? But young men need to be told a, told a message too, and we're going to get to that here in a second. But this is very much like, I remember about a year ago, there was a study of back to school time that it was all about, well, these skirts these girls are wearing are making it impossible for boys to concentrate. That's a cop-out. That is a cop-out. That is a human being. Just because of what they're wearing shouldn't distract you from your arithmetic or your, you learning science. Don't blame a woman's skirt on you not getting good grades. So that's a cop-out on the guy's end. That's okay. a cop-out okay. on the guy's end, yes. That, that, and that don't make it about what they're wearing. And again, that, then if, if, because what I don't like about that argument is, is that if their skirt is responsible for you not getting good grades, then it is kind of like that it's, then, then, then you could draw the conclusion that that skirt can then make you responsible for other horrific 
things you may do. And I don't think that that's true. That at the end of the day, dude, a woman should be able to wear a short skirt and not be harassed or sexually touched by you, you know, the pig dude who doesn't get enough, right? I, th- 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 so you can't make it about that. So what I wanted is my fix is don't take down the true statement. Don't hide truth from youth. Let's tell truth to youth, but let's tell it on the other side of the hallway and the same thing. So when you turn your head to the right, it now has a very similar message to young boys, which don't be a jerk and you'll attract a lady. Like, I don't know the right way to say it to go along exactly with what they said here, but the same thing is true. Because much like young Instagram thoughts need to be told not to be slutty on Instagram, young dudes need to be told, you know what, start treating ladies with a little bit more respect. Open the car door. Now, that can get you in trouble on Twitter because God only knows maybe you're being a little too old-fashioned, whatever. But dude, a little bit more gentlemen, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am excuse me like dude a little bit of that for youth not the worst idea in the world i think there's a way you can get that message across better than this you know what i mean like because there is a little bit of you're right where does that line drop there so if she doesn't act what you view as ladylike you get the message of like well then i don't have to be a gentleman i can do whatever i want there is you know what i mean so like i think i think the message is there i just think that was kind of a muddy way to 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 try to get that thought across what i'd like is that t- school is where you go to learn and i'm not sure it should just be arithmetic i'm not sure it should just be science like there's a little weren't we arguing the other day that the the, the reason not to send your kids or not to homeschool your kids is so they learn how to socially interact well this messaging is telling you how to easily or better or more you know fulfilling a way to to interact socially do you feel like it's well, if you didn't want that to happen, you shouldn't have worn that skirt. Or I don't like that because that because that's because I don't like that. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's the same thing, but I think it's somewhat adjacent. Well, to that's that what statement. I said. Like like the, there is a little bit of that in there. I'm not denying that, but the statement is true. Act like a lady, get treated like a lady. There's no doubt. Now, some ignorant dudes are going to be like, she's too much. She's stu-. they're going to call you stuck up for trying to act like an eighty or a lady. Sorry, but you got to understand, some men are just pigs or idiots, and some women are idiots too. Some people are just idiots. So you don't think that. Well, maybe if you wouldn't have worn that or acted like that, I wouldn't have said something to you. Well, let's be honest. It's not okay that a guy says something to you, but is there a cause and effect relationship between slutty clothing and, 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 and awful sayings? Yes. So, but where does, but where does that responsibility lie? Because that's on you I, not to say it. So that's where I feel like this message is a little muddy. Is, well, that's why I said, do put it on the other side of the hallway. Blame the dude too. I think, I think with that though, with that specifically, it's not just it, this, this way, because there's been plenty of women who weren't, who were acting 100% lady, like whatever your definition is and still got mistreated. That's fair. I have, so, yeah, like, I have to. Yes. Yes. And again, but what I'm saying there is, is that now what you are arguing there, essentially, or at least what I'm hearing you argue there, let's maybe say it that way, because I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding you. But what I'm hearing you say there is, is instead of telling the truth, we got to worry about the two percent of people that no matter what we say are going to misinterpret it and not handle the situation right. So instead of the ninety-eight percent of people that may be benefited from the truth, let's not tell truth to youth. And what we'll do then is just avoid it. And I don't see to me that that's cowardice. Where in the end, what I do is on the other side of the hallway. You, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So what it is, so dude, blame the chicks for not being ladylike and not fine. But on the other end of the aisle, same hallway too, so nobody can be like, I didn't get to see the other one. Same hallway, other side of the hallway, you say this. And that way everybody knows it's two people. But don't not tell truth to youth. 
This is where the dude, they, we, it's our job to bring them along. It's our job to teach them the right way. And the truth remains, and we all know it, that if you act better, you get treated better. It's just the truth of it all. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute is made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Turn Tuesday. New Everlast, New Cole Swindell, New Disturbed, all part of that. Thanks to the Hard Rock. We'll also pass on another trip to Vegas. Relationships have been a heavy theme on this uh, on this program this morning, so we might as well just stay with it. And I've got here what they say are examples of toxic relationships. Now, I believe I have been in toxic relationships, um, and I have believed that early on in my life, through unresolved anger about what had, uh, had gone on in my childhood, that I had been a toxic partner. And that um, as I'm getting older, working on said issues, becoming a better partner, and those kinds of things, it's an important thing to me. Because I believe I had ruined relationships early on in my life, a couple of which I believe, two of which probably would have turned out to be wives had I not been, well, A, not ready and not resolved the anger. Yeah, it only takes one person to be toxic sure. and that's for sure the death sentence on it a It can on a absolutely be that way. Okay? So these are signs that you may be in a toxic relationship. This is a big one. Your partner decides what you can and cannot do. I don't like it. Yeah. I make this joke a lot that, you know what I mean? Like a guy has to ask his wife three days in advance if he can golf on Saturday. But if Carol calls two minutes later, her car keys are being picked up and they're going to Coles. And that is true. Women do kind of run the roost like that. Not sure it's not okay. Fine. Somebody's got to be in charge. Might as well be you guys, right? I'm fine with it. But if you, like, I always hear this from my female friends. Oh, my boyfriend won't let me do that. Or I hear this from a guy I know. My wife won't let me. First of all, no other grown-up should be letting you do anything. Now, should you now don't just go and not run it by it because the you in being in a respectful relationship, you should be like, hey, just heads up, I'm gonna go do it. Or hey, do we have plans on Friday? If not, I'd like to go do that. Like, right, those conversations should happen. But no another adult should be letting an adult do anything. Yeah, I mean, you're your own grown up and you can do what you want. You make your own decisions in life. I I, I always tell my girlfriend like, you're you're you're, you're a grown ass woman. Like, do whatever you want. Like, you, I you don't like there's no permission to be granted here. You're an adult, but there is a level of like there's some stuff where that's okay, and then there's some stuff where it's like, well, you as a partner should look to your partner as somebody you're going to consult on these things, where it's like, I don't care, but buy whatever you want offline, but if you buy a new car, I kind of expect to be a part of that of that conversation. You know what I mean? That's a fair and thing. It's, it's not like, I'm, I'm not letting you, you're making your own decision, but I would like to be a part of that conversation. Letting you is different than, than being part of a, discuss, a discussion about it. That's different. Being part of a discussion about something is not then you then asking for the right to grant permission on it. You just want to be part of a discussion on it. That is a different thing. If your partner's not encouraging you to grow as a person, you're in a toxic relationship. Now, again, I see this a lot. That 
one partner has dreams, aspirations, goals, likes to be, and they work towards them. The other person doesn't. And so what do they do? They diminish those dreams and goals and, you know what I mean, and, and uh, life challenges that you're out to, you know, conquer. And really what they're afraid of, and I talked about this with the radio show, really what they're afraid of is losing the thing that they love. And they're worried that if you grow more, that they're not going to be able to hold your attention as much, and then you're going to go. And chances are, they're right. You are going to go. Because the more you grow, the different things you're going to want. So instead of you being a lazy-ass partner, how about you grow with your partner? Now, that doesn't mean if she wants to do pottery, you just do it because she says so. But maybe you want to do photography. Or maybe you want to go do this. So take the time she's doing that to go then better yourself or grow and you know broaden your interest palette. And then before you know it, you become a more interesting person. If you feel like that your partner's not supporting you, and I guess maybe this is just my perspective. Right. Like I I wouldn't that's a relationship I just would not want to be a part of. Now whatever wouldn't be whatever your dreams are, whatever it is that you want to do, for some people it's gonna be greater things than others. But like even if it's just like I want to be able to pay my bills on time and have a roof over our heads and be able to watch Netflix. If your partner can't support you in that, dude, what are you doing? Here's another one I don't know. They're gaslighting you. Now, I don't, and they say this is a reference to a, 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 like a classic movie from the 40s called Gaslight. But I don't know what gaslighting is. What it is essentially is you're manipulating your partner into questioning themselves, questioning their sanity, questioning their morals, kind of questioning who they are. You're making me yell at you. Exactly, exactly. Like okay. you, like, like, and there's a bunch of different ways, ways to go about it. But yeah, you're making me yell at you or like, we already talked about this once. Why are we talking about this again? Or like pretending like, oh, why? It's not even that big of a deal. Uh, who cares if I did that? That's not that big of a deal. And it's like, well, no, it is a big deal. But you, you, as, as well, conspiring is not a crime. Right, exactly, dude, exactly, is that you as the person in power there, I guess, is the person who's kind of the gas lighter, you're making that person doubt what they believe. I have been the gas lighter. This is what I was talking about when I started this out. I have been the gaslighter, and that's an awful personality trait. And honestly, as an adult, I'm very happy that I'm self-aware. I always say that if I was given anything that I'm, that I'm thankful for, it's my self-awareness. And that I'm self-aware enough to know, like, dude, I don't want to live like that, and I don't want to be like that, and I don't want to be that dude. But growing up, and again, it's all about the unresolved rage and anger about my childhood that, uh, that allowed me to just butcher relationship after relationship after relationship and still pretty much still doing it deep into my adult life, um, getting a little bit better at it now. But again, there are two, I'm thinking about them both right now. Two women in my life for sure could have been wives. A smart dude would have married either one of those chicks. And as a matter of fact, they're both married now with kids and got great lives and are really, really happy. And I'm sitting here going, dude, I don't know what a gaslighting is. So, like, obviously they got the better end of that. So that would be a problem. Yeah, don't do that to other people. If your partner is using sex to manipulate you, that that is uh, a, 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 a sign of a toxic relationship. And I would agree. Um, I, I see now this is probably more likely with women. Cause I think of a guy who was like, I'm withholding the penis from you. Like most women don't care, but like women can definitely use sex as a weapon. They definitely do this. Do you think that guys can use their expectation of sex as a weapon? How do you mean? Like, I mean, and I know we're getting into rape conversation here, but essentially pressuring your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, into sexual acts or into sexual situations, maybe not as a conscious, like, Hey, this is a punishment decision, but like. I, I definitely think that's a, a, a somewhat frequent occurrence that, you know, guys are using 
their sexual power as like a showing of dominance. Yeah, I would have a hard time denying that. So you I, know, yeah, I would have a hard time. I, I, I just think that any time that you're looking at sex as not a partnership that you guys are both in there to have fun together, there's something wrong going on. In your I was definitely dating a woman who you who knew she was hot. And um, knew how to use it and had felt like she had to use it since she, I'll never forget, she got drunk once and told me the story um, about how her and her mom were walking through a restaurant when she was 12 years old. And she goes, now, Dan, I came into my own really, really early. And she goes, and I remember I was 12 years old and I was walking through that restaurant and grown men were turning around in the booths to stare at me when I was walking out of the door with my mom. And she's like, and I knew from that day I can control men. Like, this is a power. She knew. She told me. She goes, this is a powerful thing. I can do this. I can make men do what I want just simply by the way I look. And what an awful thing to learn at 12, by the way. Um, and, and what an advanced thing to learn to pick up like that. And again, she's abused it her entire life. And she definitely did use sex inside of our relationship to maneuver me around things she wanted. If she needed something, if she did this, this, and then all of a sudden now, like the sex would just start falling from the sky. And I, of course, it, you know, a six at best and looking at this 11, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, right. Yeah. Go lift all those heavy things. Move your friend out of her apartment. Fine. Whatever I got to do. Like, I was just very guilty of that. And she totally used sex as a weapon. And I do. I refer to her a person that I have a great affection for. And I I like her a great deal, but I do. I refer to her as toxic a lot because that's what that felt like to me inside of it was very, actually very, very toxic. We will make you me- more mentally tough. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll start new to Tuesday, 9 o'clock. Also send you out to Las Vegas. You're getting new Everlast, new Cole Swindell, new Disturbed, all part of that this morning. Can't wait. I like all three of those artists. I'm a fan. Should be pretty good. I'm going to talk to you about mental toughness right now. And um, this is one of those things I have in my life in certain areas and not at all in others. I'm very mentally tough in my job. Um, I can I can pick myself up after a bad break on the air and go back and do the next break and be perfectly fine. I can move forward. I, I can throw a pick in here and move forward. Doesn't bother me. Um... I can have a bad show, come back the next day, and be like, ah, dude, I can shed I can shed that. I, I can't. I don't know how, but I can't. But in my golf game, my mental toughness is what prevents me from being a better player. And this was proved yesterday. Or at least showed its ugly head a little bit yesterday. I went and played with my buddy Greg. We call him Greg73 because he's uh, really good at breaks 80 routinely. And I met him through the Save 22 guys who will be in the studio tomorrow around 9.30. Tom Endorf, founder of Save 22, um, a uh, charity essentially that raises awareness over the fact that veterans commit suicide at 22 servicemen and women a day do it. Um, and they're looking to you know reduce that number. And so I met Greg through that and he and I become buddies and we play a little golf together occasionally. And so we went out to the Legends yesterday and we played the East 9. And I teed off in the first hole and the tee shot was good, not great. Good, not great. But then I shanked the seven iron. I mean, shanked it. Almost hit the cart next to us. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, all right, just one bad. And then I hit another one and shanked that. I was like, oh, no. And so now the mental toughness comes into play. So what happens to me then, then, is I start second-guessing everything I'm doing. And once you start playing around in it, now you're going to screw more things up, and it's going to take you forever. It'll take you much longer to get back. And this happens to me all the time with my game. There's actually a video, you can see it if you have Instagram, it's Dan.Sansbury. Greg was taking a, a video of me hitting a 150-yard shot out of a bunker. This 150 yards for me normally an 8-iron. But inside a bunker, you're going to need a little bit more length, so I go to the 7-iron. 
and you can hear me saying it as I'm standing over it. I don't want to do it. I'm terrified it's not right. And it's not I'm trying to figure out how to hit the seven iron out of the bunker. I've done it a million times. It's that it's like standing. It's like sitting at my computer typing in my password wrong. Is the cap locked on? Am I hitting the D wrong? What's happening? Because it like I go to take the club away and I, if I, my mind is telling me it's wrong. This is the mental toughness. You need to block that out and tell yourself, no, this is right. Pull it back and swing it. Long story shortish. You watch the video. I hit the seven iron and the shot pulls off just fine. Everything goes well. So again, don't question it. Just go with it. So mental toughness can stop people from getting the things in life you want. So here's ways to do it. Deal with the emotions. Take a minute to yourself. Figure out what you're feeling and why you're feeling it that way. Work through it. Another thing that they'll say people will do, and this used to be true of me, you'll either binge drink or eat while you're not dealing with your emotions. Duh. Welcome to how fat America is. Is because most of us are not dealing with our emotions. We're eating them instead. Yeah, you're going to put an unhealthy decision there because it, it quiets that emotion momentarily and it feels like, okay, well, I'm not feeling sad right now because I'm eating or I'm drinking or I'm smoking weed or doing but whatever. But you're going to end up feeling sadder in the end. Yeah, I think it's, and especially with men, um, it's just so easy to be like, nah, I'm just not feeling that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm sad, right. but I'm not really sad because I'm just going to squash it down. And I'm not like, well, every guy has to hold their hands and talk about their feelings. No. But we, but we do that. We and, and you don't get over things at that point. And that's why it does build up and does come out negatively is because you didn't process it in that moment. So accepting the fact that yes i feel sad or yes i feel angry or whatever it is there or i'm scared or whatever you, you deal with it and then you can start growing from so it. here's how you can do it write in a journal and this is true my therapist talks to me about this all the time and i do it and it helps um it's much like writing down everything you eat a day people think oh no i only ate this i ate this if you write it down as you go you go back and look at the end of the night you ate way more than you thought you did same thing with your emotions you don't think you're feeling stuff but if you sat there and you write them down first of all you're working through them and instead of writing them and putting them on facebook and being judged by your neighbor maybe just write them down to yourself and feel better and then maybe only the healthy things you want to post end up on facebook just a little uh just a little opinion there Go for a walk or a run. Physical activity without overexerting yourself will help calm you down. Absolutely. What have I been saying for four months since I started it? You want to reduce your anxiety? It's Xanax isn't the answer. It's not. It's, dude, you're not moving around. You're not moving. And so the body and the brain are both like, Jesus, what the hell's happening? I don't know what's going on. Now, some people are going to suffer from anxiety on top of that. But half the anxiety that this country has self-diagnosed is just the fact that you're fat and lazy and your body and your mind are both screaming at you, move me around. That's what's happening. You're, you're not actually, you don't have debilitating anxiety. You just need to move yourself around. This is another big one to become mentally tougher. Delay your gratification. And the online movement has kind of prevented this. I want this shop by now, same day delivery, now, give it to me now. Like that's part of the problem. Want something, work towards it, then 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 uh, you know, go out and procure it and guess what? Now you're happier. I think that's one of those things we can all say. I think putting it Harder into practice in our own lives is really tough, especially when you're dealing with something where I mean, like, I, I, you, 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 you want to have that level of personal responsibility. You want to be able to, like, all right, well, if I, if I just put this off for right now, I know that in the big picture it's going to pay off to me. But if, if what I want is right in front of me, and it's like, well, dude, I'm hungry now, or I'm, I'm unhappy now, and I want to eat this right now. 
it's it's easy to say, well, dude, in two weeks, once you've eaten all that, you're going to be five pounds heavier and you're going to be even unhappier. But right now, it's that gratification. It's hard hard to walk away from. But that's what you're doing. But what you're doing is giving up long-term gratification for two minutes of it right now. That's... It, it, and that's a problem. Another way to be more mentally tough, be grateful. That's a lesson more Americans need to learn. Be grateful for what you have. Do not blame others for your problems. That's a big one, although you're not even allowed to tell people not to do that anymore. Otherwise, secretly, you're racist or a bigot. Um, giving up bad habits will make you a more tougher person. Stop comparing yourself to others. Ruminating on the past is a big one for me. This is where my mental toughness falls down in my personal life. Kind of gave it to you in my, in my golf life, in my personal life. I am a little guilty of still wanting things from my past to be um, it's still in my life today not being willing to move on from other things that's been a problem in my life I would agree that that would help me be more mentally tough and I think it just will help you but the not blaming others thing is really really big because what's happening there is you're a lot what you're do you're scapegoating yourself by saying well it's not my fault and then this is true of me anytime something goes wrong I'm normally the first thing I do is go okay well where did I fall down on the job at like where did I not do what I was supposed to do right I really don't like looking outwardly for anything, for anything. My favorite subject, obviously, you guys listen every day, is me. So what I would rather do is focus, something goes wrong, is focus on what Dan did not do or what Dan could have done better. And I think if more people did that and less finger pointing of, well, systemically, this is wrong. Well, it's like, no, dude, but what'd you do? Like, what'd you bring into the situation? Life is like 65%, 70% of how you react to what has happened to you. And I think so. Don't blame other people. Look inward, and that's where your problems are. It's always the man in the mirror, dude, every single last time. New Turd Tuesday starts next. Also, a trip out to uh, Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. To the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have another trip out to Vegas. We'll pass that out here momentarily. we got to get to uh, the start of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. First, though, we have New Everlast for you as your first song of the week. This is called Don't Complain. Everyone know whatever last looks like. No, right? No way, dude. He could walk through the mall. He could walk through Belt, and nobody would know. The problem is, is that a nation of dudes look like Everlast. It's oversized shorts, white tee, haircut down. It's Sean King looks like oh, Everlast. There's there's a thousand of those. So it's like, yeah, I think he could because any dude from Alliance looks like that. Legendary, born again. 
Okay, let's let's let's. I hate to nitpick. No, let's nitpick. It's New Turk Tuesday. <laughs> Legendary rhymer. Legendary rhymer, bro. Your most famous song by a mile is what it's like. Not even close. There's no. There's nothing even in competition with by that. a mile. And I don't think that's not even that's not considered to be one of your rap tunes. I wouldn't call that a rap song. Jump around. I don't think puts you in legendary Rhymerville. And right. I, I don't think most people know of his association there. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows you as like the dude from House of Pain. You're just the dude from What It's Like. That may be true now, huh? Oh yeah, dude. I, mean, I don't know because for me, I mean, it's like. Because of House of Pain, and it was like I was like right in that era. I was that age, so for me, I'll never be able to separate it. But somebody younger than me, you're right. And I think older than you. I think that House of Pain for most people, that's a one hit wonder. That's like that's Sir. Well, Mix, that is what they. That's were. Sir Mix a Lot right there. So Everlast, okay. So you got two hits, one of which nobody knows you're on. Two is you don't you don't rap on the second one. So like, yeah, whatever. I don't legendary know. rhymers crazy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, most people were excited when the Whitey Ford album came out because they thought you were a crappy rapper and they were like, oh, well, you might be good. You might be good at this. So legendary. Born again, rhymer. Youngsters act scary when they round the old time. I like, yes, sir. No, sir. Truly, it's an honor. Farmer of drama. Harvest in karma. Kamikaze die bomber. On suicide mission. My mental condition about to come to fruition. I'm all natural, no preservative, style superlative, you don't deserve to live, we never truly die, and God was never born, tell your vision lies, and watch that murder born, brand new sneakers and a fat gold chain, we do the good cocaine. Alright, I, uh, I liked it better, when you had to pay somebody $30,000 a day to rent out Electric Ladyland Studio to make music, I liked it better. Versus, hey, sweetheart, I'm going to take the basement, I'm going to put a soundboard in here, and then I'm just going to rewrite this song as ever last 25 years late after the last hit, and hopefully people will like it. Do you think he has not that much? I mean, don't get me wrong, he's got some because if you have two hits, you probably put enough together there. Well, to- he wrote them too, and that's do you can play on a hit all day if you wrote it, that's how you get paid. So, but I do, oh, I think I make at least I'm guessing he wrote it. I, I, at the end of the day, he doesn't have that much, especially celebrity. I mean, probably under two. I'm looking at Celebrity Net Worth to find out if I can find it. Everlast Net Worth, Everlast Net Worth is an American rapper and songwriter who has a net worth of. Yeah, this is about where I thought he would be. And again, think about this. This guy's been semi-famous for 20-plus years. People have a misunderstanding of how much money famous people have. He's worth $10 million. I'm surprised he's worth that much. Exactly I, right. I thought under five for sure. Exactly right. So like, that's where it is. Like, Dude, the Duck Dynasty guys, after like a year of that show being on TV, had $10 million. It is so hard. Dude, celebrities get this. All, it's like somebody said to Fantone the other day, well, you make 200 a year, right? No. And dude, he's nowhere. I do not. Nowhere close. It would take us two tanks of gas to get to that neighborhood. (laughs) Nowhere close. I smoke like Willie, party like Waylon, wilder than David.
That must have been some of that legendary rhyming stuff I was hearing about. You know what else is the problem? The new Everlast is better than the old one. Give me Danny Boone. Danny Boone's way better at this. Like he was way better at this at the at these kind of songs and that kind of voice and that whole kind of thing. I'll take the guy if he's from the guy from Rehab, by the way, if you don't know who Danny Boone is. But like his like solo albums are way better than this. New Everlast. I'm being told he once dated Tara Patrick, who claims in her book that he's a complete douche. Yeah, dude, she also was semi... Wasn't she married to the guy from Biohazard, who then she claimed was a big jerk? I'm surprised. Like, oh, surprise? You mean an ex-porn star doesn't have good taste in men? Shocker that the porn chick doesn't know how to pick out a life partner. (laughs) Imagine my surprise there. Um, can't be surprised by that. That's new Everlast. Don't complain. Fantone, give me the... It's a turd. Um, it kind of has a cool voice, but outside of that, there was not a lot that I was into in that song. I refuse to believe he's worth $10 million, too. Unless he was doing something behind the scenes, there's no way you made that much money off of House of Pain and one big record. I agree with you that I think that that's probably an estimation off of money made, not money still had. Right. I could see him having made $10 million. I don't think he's probably worth $10 million. Um, I agree on the voice thing, although I think he's a guy with a cool voice that tried to make it sound cooler than it really is in that song, yeah. and it did not work for me. I'm going to vote turd on that. It's a turd. Brand new Cole Swindell, 20 in a Chevy, next on New Turd Tuesday. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival now. The Hall of Fame City Comic Con, the third one, is coming up on September the 15th. Fantone and I will be there on site hosting your cosplay contest. We'll be there from 4 to 6 that afternoon. And the Hall of Fame City Comic Con going down all day, dude. So many awesome things, including featured guests, uh, including Kevin Eastman, who is a co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, James O'Barr, creator of The Crow, and you've got the legendary writer Peter David. He's going to be there as well, dude. Plus, so many booths. There's going to be so many vendors, so many comic book artists, dude. It's going to be an awesome time. 
and all you have to do is get your tickets. So here's what's going down. Event date is Saturday, September 15th. Hall of Fame City Comic Con at the Canton Civic Center. T- adult tickets, $10. Kids ages 5 to 12 are just 5 bucks, And under 5, you're getting in free. Get your tickets right now at HOFCityComicCon.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Already pleasure the new Everlast. Don't complain for New Tour Tuesday. Wow, was that so bad. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. Uh, now I know why we, all we ever do is play his other one. It's because he was only capable of writing that one good one. $10 million song, though. Good for him, man. Yeah, we take issue with what I Celebrity do. Net Worth says. I do. There's no way he still has $10 million. Unless he was... If he's ve- doing all the good cocaine? If he was very savvy with his money, could you take that one, two hits and change it into $10 million? Yeah, but I don't believe Everlast was that savvy with his cash. Not if he's doing good cocaine and no. new new gold chains and shoes like he's talking about in his songs. A little old for cocaine, too, dude. A little old, a little overweight there. Don't want your heart to blow up, Everlast. It's a good point. It's a good point. Cocaine's not a good drug. I not even, for old fat dudes. Not for anybody. Not. That's the last thing I need as a 17-year-old going, dude, I'm in good. shape. I'm healthy. 17, Fantone says do rails. No. No, no, no. Nobody is saying that. All right, new Cole Swindell to get ourselves out of trouble. Here's a 20 in a Chevy. A strange start right there, right? Yeah, not the best. The world keeps turning, I keep burning through the night like cigarettes. Country station, black top ocean. I ain't shook that summer yet. I'm doing fine, like I don't care. And that song comes on out of nowhere. And I go right back there, yeah, you're always gonna be. 20 in a Chevy on a two lane. Hand up the window singing night train. July still tastes like your name. If you're going 20 miles per hour, go after yourself a little bit, right? What are you going 20 miles per hour for, dude? What are you going 20 miles per hour for? Well, if you've been drinking on a back road all night, what I want you to do, what I want you to do is like just, you know, maybe get your boys out of the back of it. We'll just push her home, man. Just push her home. See, like, I get why people are annoyed by, like, artists like this. Like, if, like if you don't like Cole Swindell's voice, I do get it. Like, when people are like, ah, dude, country artists, when they're a little too whiny like that, that's what makes them annoying. And I think that's where you really get tagged with the bro country thing, is when you sound super whiny like that. I have no problem with music evolving. I really don't. And I think it's idiotic for people to be like, well, it doesn't sound like the country song I heard on my grandpa's radio back in 1962. And Even it's like, yeah, well, those. things things are yeah, different. Those. I mean, you can definitely hear in this song that it's fundamentally different than an older country song, but like... It's such is such is the evolution of music. Like you're right. You, you gotta understand. Here's what's happening: is that 
There are they are artists are representation of the world they live in. Correct. And so, dude, yeah, the world was harder back in the day, and it was tougher and stronger. And dude, now people are encouraged to be involved in more things, open to more avenues. So yeah, dude, you're gonna get a little hip hop influence into your country music. You're gonna see a little bit more pop influence in your country music. We used to just be, hey, country boy, only be country boy. Hey, Iron Maiden, only do this. Now, dude, this younger generation. As much as I knock it, what they are at least willing to do is like, yeah, dude, explore a little bit. Like, figure out who you really are. Old school feeling, hey, feel dreaming. Yeah, we had it all planned out. Hands in your head, middle of nowhere, midnight moon, baby. See, like, his first record was cover to cover, Hitville. Like, cover to cover. That first record, and he wrote most of it, was really, really good. Now, it's all pop country stuff. But they were all hits. Like he, I mean, I said when that album dropped, I was like, this kid's going to be a massive star. I felt like the second record backed up a little. Um, still had a couple of big hits on it, but I felt like it backed up a little. And now it's like, dude, normally as, as record three, as you're starting to like really get into gear, I feel like we may be like, uh, we may be falling off a cliff now. Night train, aren't you driving fast? Up in the hard rain. How the hell did we have such a good thing? Oh my god. FYI, if you're riding the back of a pickup truck, the legal way to do it is if you're doing under 20, uh, 25 miles per hour. Yeah, dude, the song's not about the guys riding the back of it. I just said that pushing it home as if they were getting drunk in it. Wait, I told you yesterday, your runarounds are exhausting. I want your boss to unplug your keyboard. That's what I want. I said this when he released that song, like, You Should Be Here. Like, what he doesn't do well is sell message. That's what Cole Swindell doesn't do well. He didn't sell message well. When he released You Should Be Here, I thought it was about a girlfriend breaking up with him and it ended up being about his dad dying. But the song was so bad and so poorly written, you couldn't even tell it. Like, he didn't lean on it hard enough. It was so poorly written, you didn't even tell it. Like, dude, what is... I, I guess I don't... Is this... Dude... Dude, the, the John Deere crowd. Like, do you guys actually do this? Like, I know you sit in a circle and, like, drink stuff out of Dixie Cups. I've been there. I've seen Jeez. it. I've seen it. I've, I've been in a taillight circle, man. Seen it. But are you really just driving around 20 out there in, in the middle of Minerva, like, just doing nothing? Like, get the hell out of the way. I got places to go. What are you doing? I don't think people are actually doing that. I don't think Cole Swindell's selling the message well there. Phantom, give me your vote. 
Eh, it's mm. half a turd. thought the song was absolutely terrible. Nothing about it that I really liked outside of the fact that, like, People are going to like it. It's a very singable chorus. It that has is true. it has all the elements of like a popular song. So I won't be surprised at all to find out that that's a big hit in the format. Just because it's paint by numbers, but it's all in the lines. I'm being told he headlined Country Fest, and I, uh, this particular listener taking issue with that, saying I don't think he's a headliner. All right, and I don't know if they all went number one, but Ain't Worth the Whiskey was a charted hit. Um, Hope You Get Lonely was a charted hit. Let Me See You Girl, charted hit. Um, that song you did with Dirks Bentley, charted hit. Like, dude, that's four. And I'm, I'm missing two other, like, smashes he had. The guy's had, like, six hits. Today, that's a headliner. To me, I would rather see Cole. This is what I'll say. Cole Swindell's got more hits where he should headline than Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt's not a headliner, has, and I believe has still yet to headline a tour. It's because, dude, he doesn't really have it. I would give, I, I, I understand it, but Cole Swindell's had about six or seven charted hits, and in country music, that is a headliner for sure. We have new disturbed music for you. That's next on Rock 1069. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Um, and then, you know, as things go on, harder to keep the career. Now, should be pointed out, Disturbed's been at it a long time now. So for, for it not to be still Disturbed like it was when it first came out, that's really okay. They've they've had a good run. And they're doing well. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, they're doing all right. They've had a good run. Now, they're going to get knocked for being repetitive. You know what I mean? That video that guy made, Manamanamana, and it is. There's tr- really truth in that, okay? But ACDC was that band. Pearl Jam was that band. Dude, the best bands ever are that band. They just do what they do, and they don't ever rethink the wheel, and they just kind of stay in their strike zone, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but we do have new Disturbed, and the song is called Are You Ready? Sounds like Disturbed, right? I mean, that's what they do. Are you ready? Get up, get up. Yeah, we're ready, Dave. See, here's what he's good at. You know what they're great at? He's great. This is... Five Finger Death Punch stole this whole gimmick. What they are great at is... Oh, you want to go work out? You want to go work out at the gym? Cool, we're your soundtrack for that. Like, Disturbs not sit around your house music, but if you want to go pump weights, it's great. And what it's really great as, if you go see it, it's very tribalist. It's very it's very tribal. And so now, like, the whole crowd gets in it together, and then it makes it look like it's a movement. Disturbed is great at that. I love how it starts. I love it. Ooh, that's cool. Man, I expected to hate on this one the most. Those mental shackles are tough. They are. Those mental shackles are tough. You know what's crazy? And I think people would be shocked to find this out. But go back and read Disturbed's lyrics. You know what they could really be? um, You know how you could summarize this band? Is you could call it Social Justice Warrior Rock. 
You really could. If you go back and really read David Draymond's lyrics, he is really progressive, and he really is bitching about establishments and um, and the problems in this country. Like this should be Colin Kaepernick's favorite band. This is you know a fine example of we all kind of take what we want away from songs, absolutely, or any art. It really, yeah, any art. I mean, you yeah, look at. Fair point. I, I, I remember when Paul Ryan was talking about how much he liked Rage Against the Machine, and I was just like, dude, how you're the machine. Well, like, how can you? How <laughs> yes. can you be both? things at once here and it's like because that's what people are you can totally be like hear it identify with it think it is saying what you want it to say and then deep down inside what that songwriter was trying to write was something completely contrary that's absolutely it. true yeah. I kind of like it doesn't suck right We're Facebook living now because people have asked me. They say, "Dude, you can't hear the radio station as, as well as you can hear us." Yeah, that, I knew that going into it. You're not going to be able to do that. Facebook's not tied into the radio station. But people have asked for a, a little bit more of this, so I'm working them more in. them live obviously yes right? yeah, yeah a couple okay. they're great live in the sense that again it's they get that tribal thing going right and so they suck you right into it but if you watch david david draymond on stage he is one of the most awful views of a lead singer ever 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 like he does this thing and he's always got like that leather vest that he wears underneath, and, and then there's always, uh, but for some reason there's a cape on the back of it, but oh, there's yeah. there's nothing underneath it. No. He's very neo school shooter, and then but like then he opens it and he does like this Chippendales, and again I shouldn't be doing this on Facebook Live. No, not He's at like, all. But then he like shimmies like his meat breasts all oh, over the place, geez, and it's meat just, it's just awful. <laughs> and he is like honestly, it's a horrendous watch. So it's meat breasts, bro. <laughs> I like meat breasts. <laughs> Like that. I like saying that. I can't fix the echo on the Facebook Live video, Frank. I don't control that. Just stop watching it. How about that? Let's make that the compromise. If I'm disturbed, now's the best time to be releasing music, though, right? I mean, who's out there? Who's out there that's bigger than you? Oh, within the format? Oh, it's a great time for you to be putting out songs. Sure. You you put out an album, it's got two songs on it. You're the big savior of the year. And you get to go headline Rock on the Range or Rocktober or whatever. whatever Rocklahoma! Right. Right. Just just by being there. So, no, it's, I mean, is it a great time to be a rock artist as a whole? Probably not. But But to be a named rock artist, probably not the worst time in the world. Get them out of your mind, Phantom. What are you doing? You got those mental shackles in your mind. Get them in there. I'm sorry I have to do this, but again, my boss has asked for more Facebook Live videos, so I'm trying to do this. I can't use the... I'm being asked, why not just use the iHeart app to listen? In here? Because then I... What the people... 
in the car are listening to the... It doesn't work. <sighs> Bro, I got to tell you, dude. Sometimes this job is really, really hard. Take it away, Draymond. Yeah, just give me more David Draymond. Yeah, I like David Draymond. I just don't like watching him. I like the way he sounds. He's cool sounding. Does he still have the metal bars hanging from his face? Of course he does. I mean, why wouldn't he? That's kind of cool, right? You open up your can of Monster Energy drink with one of those bars. Just crack <laughs> oh it open right God. there, dude. Oh, that is so great. That is so great. Rock That's all the rage, what they baby. were for, right? Oh, my dear God. So the next question I'm going to get. I got my sweatshirt from GV Artwork. That's going to be the next one. <laughs> GV Artwork is where I got it. Are you ready? He's another one. You could you could be Disturbed's frontman tomorrow, though, if he died, right? Are you ready? Like, oh, yeah. That's all you, I mean, you got to do. The Menomina is harder than you think it is, though. Let's be honest. You've all tried the Menomina really loud in your living room and you thought nobody was home. We didn't get any of that in this one. No, we didn't, did we? We didn't get any raw, raw. No wonder I feel like things are like there's money left on the table here. I mean, dude, David Draymond's the white DMX. Wah, wah. Yeah, he's the white wah. DMX. Just yelling stuff in the back of records. Not the worst thing. I might be ready. Yeah. Yeah, I may, uh, I may be ready. I, I, I may be ready for new disturbed. Uh, there it is. Are you ready, Phantom? Give me the vote there. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Um, there were parts of it that I liked, but there was nothing about it that I loved. It felt kind of good, but it felt kind of like a copy of a copy of a copy, which at this point it certainly is. Um, but you're you're painting by numbers and you're keeping it in the line, so I'm not going to say it's awful. They do a good job of making it feel like, and I think a lot of people want to do this, like. I can live through their songs. Like, you know how you well, said it was social justice warrior music. Or yeah, if it, it is was, a little bit. So, but with that being said, everyone views themselves as a victim. Now, you can look at other people and say, look at that victim mentality over there. But you feel like someone's doubting you. You feel like someone's holding you back. You feel like that, that you know, that you have to step up to the challenge and make this happen. And My like, dad didn't understand me, man. And whether that is or is not true, this provides the soundtrack, especially yeah. to, like, angry 14-year-olds. So they do something right. I got someone to call to have her. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you're going to watch Thanos and watch, you know, and, and pay attention to SummerSlam, then disturbs like a 90 mile per hour fastball right down the middle, dude. And that's why they're a big band. I talked about this the other day. Like, I like Disturbed, but I'm not going to wear a Disturbed t shirt. Like, that's not going to happen. But the new song, Are You Ready? Not a turd. Not a turd. Yeah, this station should wrap its arms around that song and start playing that. That song was actually really, really good. And like I said, I think this is the best time for Disturbed to be out there with their new record because the rest of what's out there in rock music right now absolutely sucks. So if you give them even like a C-plus record, it's probably going to be a smash hit. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. or Rock 106.9. Teresa will send you out to Vegas. That will be at 11 a.m. this morning. You guys have a great afternoon. See you.